seconds left. Boston only has a one-point lead. Greer is putting the ball on a play. He gets it out deep and Havlicek steals it. from the parking lot, and Vermont has a 59-55 lead. Swung line drive, let's see him. One run is in. Here comes Green. Here's the throw to the plate. He is safe. Braves win. Braves win. Braves win. Braves win. Braves win. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Unbelievable. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. I just got three things to say. God bless our troops. God bless America. And gentlemen, start your engine! It's showtime. Ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, and sports enthusiasts from around the world. This is the podcast you have all been waiting for. Whether listening in the car, on your morning drive, or with one earbud in at the office, this is the sports show that has it all. From pro wrestling to the octagon, from the gridiron to the baseball diamond, from the pitch to the ice, it's all here. You have tuned in to Mount Sterling's most downloaded podcast that drops on Saturdays at 3 a.m. This is not your average podcast. This is From Corner to Corner. And now, here are your hosts. Sean Big Papa Kuyper, Wes Redman Crouch, Adam Big Country Muncie, and Neil Mulletman Payne. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Neil Payne. And I am one-fourth of the hottest team in podcasting history on the From Corner to Corner podcast. I'm the one, if you don't already know, that brings the comedy and could get us canceled at any given moment. That's me. I'm that guy. Tonight in studio, Wes, Adam, and myself are joined, and it is our honor and privilege to be joined by the reigning, undisputed, right-hand man of the Montgomery County Boys basketball team, the Ayatollah of the XNOAs, main event, Jordan Perry. Coach, welcome to the show. I appreciate that. You did forget face of the program no, for the middle school girls. He is face of the program. We, we hadn't got there yet. Face of the program. I knew that was, I knew that was coming. <laughs> face of the program. Yeah, I, knew that was coming. I appreciate you guys having me, man. I, you guys know I'm a big fan, obviously. Uh, yeah, we, I, I don't mean, miss many episodes. <laughs> we helped you get back from the beach. You did. I meant that. I, I listened. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever had a five hour energy. Yes. No. I don't drink them often, and I don't suggest anybody drink them. Ever, <laughs> but if I'm traveling, I, I'm a I'm the kind of person that the car makes me sleepy. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, we decided to travel overnight on the way back because we didn't on the way there. Yeah. And we have it's, be- it's better with kids oh, when you do it overnight. So I'm just yes. Yeah, so we travel. You know, we left at like nine o'clock. About eleven thirty, I started hitting the wall, and I'm like, "That's not good. We're not close to Kentucky. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna have to figure something so, out." Yeah. So we stopped, and I got five hour energy, and. I'm going to tell you, everybody else in the car was asleep, and I was... Coach was wired. Podcasting. About five hours straight. I don't know if I blinked at five hours. Well, so before we, as Coach Adam Muncy, 
so eloquently I'm, described. I'm a parts and rec. You coach. are the face no, of, no, of the middle no. school basketball team, girls basketball team. But before we talk about that in the upcoming season, you just recently took a different position on the boys' side. How does it feel to you? How, how long you been on the job? About a month, month and a half. Yeah, probably about six weeks. How does it feel to spend the first six weeks with the sorcerer of Sterling, Jason Mays? It's it's been it's been really good, man. He's fantastic. He's a very smart guy, obviously very accomplished coach, and I'm excited, man. I, I've learned a lot in six weeks. Right. I've learned that I thought that I worked really hard, but I didn't. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That dude, he works hard. And, you know. Do you know what I'm most impressed with? His ability to set Indian style. Yeah, it's good. On it the is, sideline, hey, it's impressive. It's like you'll just sit down Indian style. Just walk down. He's talking to the team. He's Indian style. I'm like, I'm going to pull the Bob Huggins. I'm like, no, bring me a chair. Somebody fan me. I nope. could say the Indian style, but if I'm there for longer than 10 minutes, I'm not getting no, up. These knees are not going Indian style. My legs will be 100% asleep. Yeah, They're going to be straight out. It will out be a of. sight to be seen when I get up. And then I'm going to have to do the fat guy roll over yeah. and then on a knee and then up. Yeah. I can see butt crack hanging out. I can, I, I, can see, I can see Coach Mays just like Indian style, straight up. Yep, straight up. <laughs> it's, it's legit. I couldn't do it. So tell us about this summer. Man, the summer was great. It was uh, it was great. If you ask me, if you ask my wife, we'll see. It was good, man. We I think we played twenty eight games. You know, we traveled to Sandusky, to Paducah, Lawrenceburg, Indiana, um, and it was hard. You know, and I think that was what Coach Mays wanted for the kids. He wanted them to struggle some and to struggle together and. They did. You know, we played a lot of good teams. We didn't play many teams that I would say can play. Yeah. Uh, we, you know, we lost a lot of games, and I. But the kids had a lot of fun. They got better. They learned. I think they learned how to play hard. I think they learned how to play together. We weren't very structured, and I think that was another thing Coach Mays wanted. But he did. You know, he hasn't been here long enough to be right. structured. So we just. It, it was a great summer. Uh, a lot of travel. A lot of time in hotels together for the kids to just bond together, and, um, and I think they enjoyed it. I think. Uh, I think they're ready for dead period. Right. But I think they enjoyed it. Right. Well, and you know, when when he was on the last time, he said that sometimes it's forgotten. Just go out and play. Like, yeah. we could, because we get to, like, you know, X's nose. We got to do this. And no, like, if you don't know how to play basketball at its grassroots, I mean, we all grew up, some of us a lot, you know, lot, lot, long time ago. Peach basketball. Uh, but, we grew up just going out on the playground and playing or, you know, or being, I was the only kid in my neighborhood. Do you know how many five on five basketball games I played with just imaginary people? Yep. Tons. <laughs> but know. it was like, you know, pass and like you bounce pass over there and you run and get it. You catch and shoot. But like, there were no set, but like we just went out and played. Go shooter in the corner. Right. <laughs> right there. Feed it back. You didn't hit me. I was wide open. <laughs> it's like, I'm the only person that the ghost man couldn't make a pass to. Uh, but I think that feels like it's lost as, you know, because we do want to be too structured and it is too, it is, it is too regimented and at its core, it's basketball. So if you, if you don't know basketball, but you know, all the plays, like, I don't feel like you're going to be that successful. Yeah. I think naturally coaches are control freaks, yeah. right? Like I'm naturally, that's part of why you do it. You, you like to have control and, um, you know, pull back those curtains and just let kids figure things out. I think it's it's important, and I think that's what we did. <clears throat> and I know 
it was frustrating for the kids. Like the kids wanted that. Like they were, they wanted something. But and I think it was frustrating at times for Coach Mays and the coaches because you know we didn't have anything. It's like, hey, out of bounds play, get it in, right? <laughs> Find the open guy. But, well, yeah. I mean that's no different than Cal on the, on on the ridge. It is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just he throw. Here's the ball. Throw it in. It was neat. That part was neat, though, especially the out of bounds plays because like over the course of the summer, you know. The first week, it was like, oh, my Lord, what are we doing? Uh, chickens with their heads cut off. A few weeks into it, you started to see that they kind of figured some things out on their own. I mean, there would be a you know a screen to come in at the elbow, and we'd flash a guy in the corner, and it was consistent. It wasn't just it was, they were they, they figured it out on their own, and they got the ball in bounds. I don't know if we had any five-second calls this summer, so it was good. That's okay. good. Were you able, or do you think you'll be able to take anything from that six weeks and moving into the middle school season, middle school girls season, will you be able to apply any of that to benefit your middle school team? That's a great question. Uh, you know, the six, I've been with Mays for probably six, eight weeks. I've learned, Lord, I've learned a lot of stuff, man, because he just, he does things at such an advanced level. Um, so there are things that I could probably, I'll take and I'll try to input this year at the middle school. There are some things I already have. I might have to peel them back a lot because like I said, these things are a little more advanced and I'm working with 11 year old girls and we're working at high school with 18 year old boys. Um, so it's a little different, uh, but some just little basic things, some shooting drills, some things like that that I've seen him do at practice, uh, some terminology that he uses, some defensive terminology that we'll use. He's a big transition guy, and that's kind of how we want to get to playing at the middle school. You know, we want to we run and we want to play. And you got to teach kids to run and play. You can't just – I think coaches typically would say, we're going to play fast this year. <laughs> Go! Right. <laughs> it's like you got to teach kids how to fast. They don't understand how to do it. Um, so a lot of that stuff, and then as far as like structure, I think maybe naturally I maybe you know I know Coach Muncy and Coach Buckman and I when we've talked, we want to play a little more free, and I haven't really thought about the fact that I maybe took some of that from the summer, but I think maybe it has come from the summer. It's like I don't, we can't, we we have a you know our middle school program, we've got to develop a lot right now. We don't have a lot of AAU kids in the program. That's great. We have good athletes, really good athletes, but they're three sport, two sport athletes. Basketball might be their second or third sport. Um, we're not going to be able to have those twelve-page playbook. It's just that's not what we. That's not what's going to help these kids for the future. So, you know, freedom and just learning how to play and learn how to get somebody on your hip and get downhill and read a help side defender. Those are the things that we've got to focus on, and that's kind of what kids had to focus on this summer because they didn't have anything else. It's right. like, hey, play. You need to go make a play. How do you make a play? Get to the paint. Right. You get there. Or you shoot. Well, you're going to find somebody. And I mean, that's you know how you find out who your players are because players make plays. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, so you, so, so you get to, you get to allow people to have the, uh, freedom to do that. I know when I was, uh, coaching soccer way back when, that was like two years ago, but he brought a gallon jug with him. This man, he always hydrate. While we wait, we hydrate. You've seen, you've seen Stale Cracker on TikTok. <laughs> this, is, this is not only a jug. This is, uh, this has pockets. It does. Yeah. Yeah. I had, I had a jug like that, coach, and, uh, I went to pick it up one day, and it had cracked. Oh, yeah, so bad, uh, tough, tough loss. Uh, but when I was coaching soccer, I would start in like the playing grid that I would give them would be very small, and we would put, I may put twenty players in it, and maybe you're trying to dribble around in this tiny square to keep possession of your ball, and it's crazy, it's hectic. But what I'm teaching you is, if you can do it in this small square. When I give you the entire field, think of the things that you can do. So that's, you know, that's, that's very similar to what you're talking about. Uh, so 
I know you promoted some quality eighth graders that now moved up and they're walking the halls of Montgomery County High School. What kind of talent do you have coming back? Uh, so like I said, we have great athletes. Uh, we have our eighth grade team. I think we'll bring back what, what we have. We had some trials tonight. What do we have? Seven. Seven. Not counting on vacation. Yeah, seven eighth graders. Uh, all kids that played last year, so no new faces in eighth grade. Uh, Ava Hudson, super athlete, softball player. Great at it. I've had her PE, so you know, I have a kid at PE. I know throughout, she's just good at everything. She's one of those kids you, it doesn't matter what it is. You want to play croquet, she's probably good at croquet. She's good at pickleball. It's everything. Um, Hallie Wilson is, I, I say all the time, I tell people all the time, I don't think there's a better athlete at, at middle school. And this was last year, included. She's the best, I, in my opinion, she's the best athlete in the middle school. She, she is just a natural freak. In a good way. Yeah. You know, she yeah. runs so fast. She will slow so down to block girls and, oh. like, not just barely tap, but, like, block it off the wall. Nice. She throws a football. She could play. She may start a quarterback for the eighth grade football team. I don't know who the quarterback is for eighth grade football team. No offense, but she's that. <laughs> she's that. Right. Budget. She, she, I know she could play receiver. I, I tried to talk her into playing football last year. Little did I know, or was I thinking it's also basketball season. So, right. <laughs> but, uh, no, she's a great athlete, man. We take her to the weight room. She came to the weight room with us one time with high school girls when I was still with high school girls. We had been in the weight room for a couple weeks already. And we, we were doing some bench press that day. And she comes in and she throws up immediately more than any girl had thrown up yet. Her first day at it, just as an eighth grader. And she just pumps it out 10 times like it was nothing. And the girls that had been there, you know, Bailey Warner, some of the other eighth, the eighth graders that we graduated. They couldn't believe it. Well, like I've been working for six weeks, and I can't. I haven't even tried that yet. I don't want to try that. Right. So she's she's an athlete, uh, and we have a couple other softball kids like Meredith Miles. She's a softball kid and a volleyball kid. She shoots the ball well. She's a, once again just a good athlete. We have great athletes. So we're you know that's kind of our thought with style, at least for the eighth grade teams. Like we got to let these athletes be athletes. This yeah. year we need to let them go, and we need to run, and we need to play fast, and let them just go be athletes. Uh, Abigail Kofer is a big, you know, she's 5'10". Every bit. 5'11". And she is a, she is unorthodox right now. She's not super experienced. She doesn't have a bag, per se. Uh, she, but she puts the ball in a basket. She has great touch. She gets the ball around the basket. She's going to put it in there. And it doesn't always look pretty right now, but it doesn't matter. It's still right. two points. Right. So she runs the floor well. Uh, real excited about Abigail. I think Abigail's going to be a really good high school basketball player. Who am I missing? Who am I forgetting here? Bethany Nestor is a kid that we've had for this year, third year. She's improved every year. Uh, we look for her to be, she's going to be important this year. Uh, she shoots ball well. Roslyn Brown is a kid that we just got last year. She's been, or I think her the two-week dead period may be the only break she's had for basketball since she picked one up. She came to the high school. I don't think she missed anything. She was there every day. She's, she's a committed kid. She keeps getting better. Chloe Hawkins, another kid, good athlete, still raw, but she comes every day. She works hard. So we have, I mean, we have pieces. We have, we were, we were solid last year. We should be, I mean, it should be a good year. The word I keep hearing is improve. Oh. And, 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 and it sounds like that just within clinics that you all have had that are uh, free from all I'm yeah. understanding, you know, back in the summer and, and one is coming up that, Saturday, by the way. There we go. There we go. This will drop. Maybe Thursday. I can't remember. But it'll drop uh, Saturday. It'll drop Saturday. Yep. All right. Well, 
Get to practice. If you weren't there, you missed out. <laughs> right. We are the hottest podcast to drop. This drops at three a.m. So, so you, you should can, know. Yeah, they should wake up and listen. Right. Yes. One hundred percent. But it sounds like that every every time they're going through a grade or even going through a summer, they're improving. Yeah, and that's a testament to these kids because I mean they show up and they work hard. And like I said, we've got kids that are three sport athletes, so right. they're not showing up per se as much as Elaine Purpose was showing up because Elaine Purpose only plays basketball, uh, but. They are there as much as they can possibly be there, and they continue to work hard, and they're getting better. And our seventh grade group's not much different. I mean, we have uh, some athletes, man. Yeah. Uh, and we just picked up uh, Reagan Mays, which is Coach Mays' daughter. She's a good little basketball player. We're excited to have her. Uh, I can't imagine she would even know the game of basketball. Yeah, it's surprising. <laughs> no. <laughs> what is this round ball? <laughs> so you had tryouts uh, tonight. That they won. We're going to go tomorrow as well. Oh, gotcha. So, okay. And this was for all all grades. Yeah, six through eight. Six now, through eight. This now you said that you had no new faces for eighth grade. Did we have new faces? Obviously, there were new faces for sixth grade. Even though you you played you played some fifth graders last year, right? Those four came back. Okay, so uh, were there any were there any new faces that you weren't expecting that came out? So we have. I am a big. I love soccer players. I, I try to get soccer players come play basketball because I think that those two sports go so well together. Um, and I tell kids all the time, like, you don't have to be good at basketball right now. I don't. If you're 11, if you're 14, I don't care. You have time. It's a lot harder for us to teach you how to run fast, jump high, change directions, be physical. And soccer players just fit the mold and all that stuff. So I've really we've had some soccer players that I've pestered, you know, at school about playing basketball. We got two of them to come out. I, we're very excited about those two girls. They're, I mean, just tonight alone at tryouts. And I don't know. I'm not. Coach Munson may have not been here yet. But the one is just. I mean, she's she's taking the ball from our eighth graders. Our, our you know our eighth graders have been playing, and I think they're like, who is this kid? Right. What is she doing? <laughs> but, uh, no, we're excited about those soccer kids. And so, if you're wanting to play the style of play that you're wanting to play, like you know, get up and down the floor. Yeah. I mean, they're used to running, you know, two three times. The size of a basketball court, so yeah, it's, you yeah, know, basketball court small. And running 80, 90 minutes and potentially never scoring at right, all. Right, right. <laughs> it's true. Very true. So, to touch on something you just said, uh, that Muncie wasn't there yet. So, what you are saying that is he's the dead weight of the coaching staff. Is that what <laughs> I took from that? I, I'm just a Parks and Rec coach. I'm a glorified Parks and Rec coach. That's what you are at sixth grade level. Like you're uh, introducing these kids to middle school. Like their first time in really a big park. No, yeah. See, no, wait a minute. I think I think I think you cut yourself down. You're not glorified parks and rec. There's got to be that in between. Is, <laughs> is there such thing as glorified parks and rec? I mean, not I mean, really. <laughs> but you're that in between parks and rec middle school. You're that you're that smiling face that they get to see. I do. I am that. You did get a major shout out two weeks ago, apparently from Lorley. I did. Uh, well, yeah, her and. Uh, who was with her? I don't like Elaine was here. Yeah, I don't remember what I did yesterday. Yeah. I mean, you did get a major shout out. So I mean, you're you're at least creating some sort of. I've been around Elaine since like she was fifth grade comments though. Like I've seen her come up through the process. Coach Muncy plays tough. He he doesn't realize how good he is. He's you know we're super hyped to have him. He really does. He he says he's well, you good. know, the kids love him. He's knowledgeable. You it's, know, whenever you took the job with the Sorcerer Sterling. And Katie Joe stepped down. The running joke on our text thread was, "Well, I guess Adam's going to be the next guy up for the uh, <laughs> for, high school team. for Coach High." And I was like, mm, "Guys, I don't have time for that." Like, you don't realize how much time this guy puts in the gym. Oh, like, 
It's unreal. So let's talk a little bit about you for a second. You have spent how many years coaching middle school girls basketball? I believe this will be year four with the girls. Okay. And and did you coach the boys before that? I did, yes. I okay. started out as a middle school boys coach. I did four years of that. One year where I did both, which was that was tough. So this this will be year eight for me. So okay. I did four years with the boys and this will be year four. With the and how many years at the high school do you have? I was on Coach High staff for the past three years. Okay. And any previous no, coach? I was fresh out of college. All right. So then that brings up the question, what what are Coach Perry's goals and aspirations? Like, what what do you what what do you want to do? Get that question off. Uh, man, I I just love coaching and I love teaching. And you know, I, it's like he's you know, he said, this guy puts a lot of time in. I do, but it doesn't seem like that much time. You know, when you get a chance to just serve kids and you get to go do what you love to do, it's just normal. Um, and I'm not a big ego guy. Like I don't. I like to think I don't have a huge ego. Like I'm happy doing what I'm doing. Everybody says you want to be a head coach. I do. I, I mean, ultimately, eventually, I want to be a head coach. I'm happy doing what I'm doing right now, man. I've, this is like I said, it's year eight at the middle school. I'm like a, I'm like a lifer at the middle school level, and every year I do it. I, I think I realize how much more important it is. You know, when I was in my second year, I'm like, man, I can't wait to get to the high school, be on high school staff. But I, I love the middle school level, uh, and I love Montgomery County, and I've had some possible opportunities to go and, and maybe see maybe be a head coach somewhere or interview and I just haven't, just haven't wanted to do it because right now I just want to be here. Uh, I'm not the kind of guy that's going to, no offense to guys that do this, but I'm not the kind of guy that's going to ask my, my wife and kids obviously are so supportive of me and the time that I put in. And I mean, I'm blessed to have that. I'm not going to ask her to move to Danville and then two years later, let's move to this place. I'm right. so little, this is not my personality. So I have a very small bubble of what I would like, you know, the area of where I'd like to be and where I'd feel comfortable going. So I'm just right now. I'm just along for the ride, man. I'm, you know, I love coaching middle school. I'm just my first year with Coach Mays, and I'm excited to have that opportunity to learn from him. And, you know, right now, I'm here. I'm where my feet are. Well, and I mean, and this is coming from three years where you got to work with Coach John Hots, who who is a legend. And I didn't realize how big a legend he was till we had Dustin on, and Dustin talking about all the and I was like, dang, I didn't realize all that. I believe he has over 700 wins. I mean, he does. You don't get to that number very often. No. I mean, because the longevity usually isn't there. So how much, like, of course, you've only been here, but you've worked already with some pretty some pretty well-rounded, good coaches. Uh, how much have they influenced you? And with your background, so how much have you been able to influence them? I mean, because Coach, Coach John High is an old-school guy. He is. I tell you though, he's an old school guy, but he's also he's got some new school ideas. People don't, I don't think people realize it, and you wouldn't. Um, but he's got some new school ideas. Uh, as far as their influence on me, man, it's been huge. Yeah. And that was it was so hard for me, you know, when I just decided to come to boy staff because I like to think that I'm a loyal person and I love those guys, man. John I is fantastic. Dustin's a fantastic coach, great person. Dustin Luger, like I love those guys and I love the kids. So it was really hard for me, but I'm like, you know, when I took a step back, I'm like, ultimately, if I want to be a head coach, I've had three years to learn from Dustin, who's over 100 wins. You know, he's had a ton of success. He's great. John, who's had something like, I've, I've been there and I've had the opportunity. Now I have the opportunity to go be with Coach Mays, who is, you know, Lord, I mean, accomplished, smart, driven. Um, so it's like, if I want to be a head coach, as bad as I 
I, I love what I'm doing. Like, I, this should probably be what I need to go do. So, man, I, it's, I've been blessed, honestly, yeah. you know, to be with the coaches that I've been with. And I, like I said, I just got with Coach Mays and met his staff. But dude, those guys are great, too. Brad Stump's on staff. The dude is – he's good. He knows what he's doing. He's good. He's driven. Uh, Brent Perry, we just hired a guy. He uh, – I just met him a couple weeks ago, but I can tell he's ate up basketball and he's ready to go. He's boots on the ground. So they've influenced me a ton. As far as me influencing, I don't, you know, if I've influenced them. Maybe I don't know. I mean, <laughs> he has me. Yeah. Because like at the beginning of last year, he walked up to him. He was like, "So, how do you run practice? Like, are you a winged guy or a planner guy?" And I was like, "I mean, Perry, well, right. look, I'm a winged guy. He's uncanny. Like, of course, he's a winged guy." I, I was like, "I'm, I'm a winged guy." He probably had on the same shirt he had on three days ago. <laughs> hey, but by the end of the year. I was like looking for his practice plan. Like, okay, what do we do? What do we do here? Right. Here, here. Like, he got me on that schedule. Well, see, I tried to be a little bit of both. Like, I was a winged guy because I have only coached until I was at Bourbon recently. I'd only coached girls soccer, so I didn't. As you know, coaching female athletes, you don't know what practice is going to look like one day or to the next. Because one day, I say, I say that because one day. Uh, we didn't have practice per se because my starting goalie's dog got hit on the way to practice and all the girls felt extremely sorry for her, and we all sat around and cried. But that's what they needed, that practice. Yeah. So I would try to be structured to the point that this is what the idea I have, and then usually about, I don't know, 13 minutes in practice, I was ripping my practice plate up and it became confetti, and I was like, let's just change it up. And find something that works. So you're very much structured. Yes, and and what you, you know what you said about it you know, you have to be kind of adaptable. Mm-hmm. You, I've learned that over the past few years. Like I've tried to be very structured, and I want to stay on time. You know, if this drill is supposed to take four minutes, and then we're going to spend seven minutes here and a minute in this water break, like I want to stay on schedule. That's just my personality. You don't always. It's not always not. Agreeable. And 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 that's not a knock on female athletes. That's just oh no, because I mean a, a bunch a bunch of dudes just like. Okay. Yeah. All right. Next one. Let's go. Okay. Let's go. But, and, and it goes back to female athletes. They care, oh, but they want to know that you care and, 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 and that they, and that, that, that they're, what they're doing is making you happy. And, it, and they're getting was like, it's so different. People that have never coached female athletes, coaching's not coaching. Uh, so relationship driven, right? Like that practice that you had where you sat around and cried over the dog, that yeah. may have been the most impactful. Well, and, and I had told that that was the best practice we had all year long yeah. because, and I don't know that the soccer ball got touched, but we, they were just like, Oh, that's so sad. Then they told stories about the dog. Well, let me tell you about my dog. And one time my dog died. And I was like, Holy crap, what is going on? And it, me, I'm like, what are we doing? And I, and, and I was finally, I just had to be like, okay, fine. This is what we're going to do. But, uh, that's why I think it's always so funny. You hear like Gino Oriema, Pat Summit. They could have 100% went to the men's level and coached. I don't know there's many men's coaches that could go down to the women's level and be as successful as Gino or Pat Summit would have been uh, if they flipped. I would agree with that. Yeah. So, Adam looked like he disagreed. Uh, no, because like it's all, like you all said, it's all about relationships. And a lot of time, men we're not really good no, at we're not good discussing our feelings. Yes, so right. sometimes you do have to adjust to that. You well, got to learn with that. And I've, you know, as a male athlete, you either play for your coach because you love him, or you play for your coach because you hate. Him. 
either way, you're 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 playing hard because you either want to prove him wrong or you don't want to let him down. Right. So, and females, it's like no, I want to know that that guy cares about me. And coming from the coming, you talk about Dustin Hyde. I don't know that there's a coach in the state that cares about his players more more than Dustin Hyde does, and and they all know that. When and I mean he's got he's he's been able to get some results out of them that maybe another coach wouldn't have been able to. He's just a fantastic person, man, and the kids know that. Like I said, they run through that wall for, for Dustin. And, you know, uh, that's one thing that I've taken from him is just you know how much he just cares about those kids. We've had practices where I'm sure they didn't go have Coach High Plan. <laughs> that's not what's important. So, what is your background in basketball? Uh, so I, I grew up in Southern Ohio, small town, Manchester, Ohio. Most people haven't heard of it. It's uh, essentially right across the river from Maysville. So I grew up, man, it's a small town. We have two stoplights, like a gas station and the pizza place. Yeah. Um, so we didn't, we played sports and that's all we did. We didn't know anything else. It was football, it was basketball, it was baseball, it was kick the can, tag, something, you know, we're out doing stuff. And so I played basketball growing up all through, all through uh, high school, played baseball. So I was a better baseball player than I was a basketball player. Um, our basketball team was better. We had, a, we had a good basketball. I mean, we're division four in Ohio. You know, we have divisions. And, um, we got, I think we got beat in the Elite Eight my senior year. Okay. Which was, you know, we hadn't been to the Elite Eight in 50 years. So, you know, I grew up playing basketball. I've loved it. I love football. I love baseball. I thought I'd be a baseball coach. It just happened to when I got here as a teacher at Camargo Elementary, you know, when I was 22, 23, I didn't plan on coaching that first year just because I was like, man, I don't know what I'm doing as a teacher, let alone coaching. And, uh, actually worked with Katie Joe at Camargo and her husband needed a, a sixth grade boys basketball coach. And she's like, do you like sports? And I teach PE. <laughs> so, so I'm like, I mean, they're okay. <laughs> she's like, do you like basketball? I'm like, yeah, I love basketball. She's like, you want to coach? I, like, I don't know how to coach, but I mean, sure. I guess. And I mean, yeah, it worked out. And I started, and I was terrible. <laughs> I was terrible. I mean, I cared about the kids. I got a coach I cared about them. It's not very good, you know. And I, you come in and you don't know. Right. All I knew was what my high school coach did. I didn't know any better. Right. So yeah, that that had to be something for me. I'm like, I got to. I, yeah. About halfway through that first year, I think it hit me. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. And so you know, got it. I had to start studying, digging into YouTube championship productions clinics. So yeah. Just had to kind of learn on the fly. You had to figure it out. Are you taking notes, Adam? Oh, absolutely. So, so how does a kid from a small town in Ohio? end up in the gateway to the mountains. Manchester, Ohio is in a unique spot. The closest college to Manchester, Ohio is probably Shawnee State University, okay. which is about an hour. Moorhead's also an hour. UC is about an hour. Um, so I, I went to Moorhead, and then when I graduated, I just started putting in, you know, for some openings at a PE teacher. And as a PE teacher, you gotta be, can't be too selective because those jobs don't come open. They do, right. <laughs> nope. So I just, just so happened that the teacher that I student taught under, she taught at Camargo and Camargo opened up and she's the one that actually told me, she said, it's open. It's in Mount Sterling. I'm like, I don't know where that is. I've only played golf there. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, I got, I was lucky enough to get hired and this community just embraced my family. Like my wife at that time, it was just my wife and I, but I mean, we moved here and we were pretty young and dumb. You know, we bought a house right away. And then after I bought the house, I had people go like, you're not tenured, are you? Like you bought a house, and I'm like, I guess. <laughs> well, so it sounds like, so you and your wife were married whenever you took the job. Yes. So, my wife and I, I, 
she she graduated in in May. We got married in June and moved to Mount Sterling in July, which is two hours away. And we would get like, what what are you all doing? It's like I don't know. We're gonna figure this out as we go. <laughs> Have no clue. Uh, and I too bought a house the first year, and I was not tenured, and I got pink slip, but it all worked out. So now now I'm in Clark County. Go Cards. Oh my gosh! Really? He, he tries to get that in every time he can. Wow. Usually Adam joins me. Don't let him lie to you. I don't I join him, <laughs> but I don't stop him either. No, man, no, I love. I just, I love this place. I really do. Yeah. Like I said, they people here embraced us so much, and it just it became home for me nice and quick. So, give us a. I know it's early. You just had first day of tryouts. Give us an outlook for the eighth grade basketball team this year. They're going undefeated conference champs. He said, and not me. I mean, after the group you had, you know, with Elaine that's played, you know, on the high school. Started for two, two years. Yeah, started for two yep. years. And and Bailey. And, I mean, you had, you had a group of four or five that had played yep. at the high school level. Quite a bit, if I'm not mistaken. And most of them played year round. Right, exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing, like people don't realize how good that eighth grade group was. Like sixth grade year, they were runner up. Seventh grade year, they won it. Second seventh grade year, because COVID, they won it. Eighth grade year, runner up. Like they don't know how to finish anything other than in the title game. Right. Gotcha. That's a good group of kids. Man. Yeah. I mean they're great basketball players, but they're phenomenal kids. Um, and that's that's been an adjustment. That's going to continue to be an adjustment. I know for me and I, the rest of the staff of just coming in like those kids had extremely high basketball IQs because they play. They played high level. They played varsity level. They're at varsity practices all the time. They're playing year round. Um, so like we have to adjust this year. And that's part of middle school coaching. You know, you right. You got a brand new team. Every a lot year. more turnover. So, yeah. Seems like. I mean, you're dealing with, like I said, you get kids that never came out before that right. are going to play. So you're going to have an eighth grader who's never played basketball before. And it's like, we have to run a practice where, I mean, even in the past, like, you know, you may have Elaine Purvis and Sophie Fouch down here who have been playing varsity and this kid's never played and they're in the same practice. That's kind of like teaching. It's education, you know. Yeah. How do I push these kids but not leave these kids behind? Gotcha. Like, yeah. That development. And how do I... But not bring it down too yeah, much. Right. Where yeah. these, where they're like this, I'm not getting anything out of this. Yeah. So that's the trick about. I mean, it's challenging, and I think that's why that's probably you know part of why I enjoy it so much because it is challenging. Yeah. So the outlook. I mean, who knows? I don't. I'm not a big. Uh, I'm not gonna. I don't know. I just say you know. I tell them. I try to keep my mindset the same that I tell the kids. Like, just show up every day, work as hard as you can work, and let's get better together, and let's go. I mean, it's yeah. You know, and the group of kids is really good about that. Yeah, like, yeah. they show up every day, and if we have them for an hour and a half, they're going to work as hard as they can for an hour and a half. Yeah. I mean, as a coach, that's really all you can ask for. Right. Right. I mean, that's what that's going to make them successful in high school. It's going to make them successful after high school. You know, that's life. Just show up and work hard, and it'll be. Awesome. Well, Coach, how much how much time do you have? I got as much time as I need. Okay, well, so we talked a little bit about you. How about we talk some professional sports and some professional topics, too? Are you are you are you in to stay with us? Which which professional sport are we talk? All of them. Let's, 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 let's get let's get your We don't talk much hockey okay. or UFC. Who are you a fan of professionally? I am a I don't know many people that are bigger. Maybe Adam's following. 
Cincinnati Bengals fans. Oh, uh, okay. I'm a big Cincinnati Bengals fan, man. Growing up, my dad's a huge Cincinnati Bengals fan, and it just, um, I mean, it's just, it is, I don't miss Sunday games. I it is games. fun being a Cincinnati Bengals fan currently. Currently, yes. So, so what he said just now about not missing a Sunday game, like, he's not lying. His son is taking an interest in sports. I told him, I was like, hey, we signed the boys up, you know, play f- football in the fall. He it. said, what day do they play? I said, Sunday. He's like, yeah. sorry, buddy. <laughs> sorry. I'll we'll yeah. we'll just play some backyard football. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, so I am a almost lifelong Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, which, by the way, tomorrow, 11 a.m., their new creamsicle jerseys drop. Are you Not going, that I'm excited Are you going to buy one? I mean, there's a high probability. Okay. They would match your Crocs. I do have nice Crocs now. Uh, I have a lot of nice Crocs, but I have a really nice pair now. Uh, but uh, the last couple of years have been fun to be a Tampa Bay fan. Since like the early 2000s was the last time it was fun to be a Tampa Bay fan. Uh, yeah. Mike Allstott in the neck roll. Uh, just dog. Just dog. But it's exciting, right? And I mean, as long as Cincinnati keeps Joe Burrow, his weapons can change. Well, he, As long as you have Burrow, you're going to have a chance to win. He said last year in a press conference when they asked him how long the Bengals window was. As he long said, as I'm here. He said, as long as I'm here. And, and there's no way Cincinnati lets him get away, right? You can't. No, no, there's no way. Him and Jamar Chase will be there as long as they can. Now, T. Higgins? T. Higgins might have to take T- a pay cut. Well, T's going to want to go be the number one somewhere because he, he's he, he's going to want to get paid like a number one. Uh, you know, sad part is it's like, bro, you're not Jamar Chase. Sorry. <laughs> we're going to pay one receiver and we're going to pay Jamar Chase. So do you follow, like, the Reds? Yep. Uh, so mostly any, you know, any Cincinnati sports, I'm a, I'm a fan of them. I'm from an hour, you know, from Cincinnati. So Cincinnati AFC. <laughs> I said any. <laughs> <laughs> They are first. I'm a, I'm a, I don't know anything about soccer. I've heard that Cincinnati FC games are the most fun. They are really fun. And they're also first in their conference. They're right? currently number one in the conference. I've seen some Maybe the best record in MLS. That's big time. Have um, you been to a game? I have not. So I've seen some video of, and I'm not sure what I'm talking about exactly, but there's some kind of like walk. Uh-huh. Yeah, the walk in oh, the parade. It looks, yeah. it looks amazing. Yeah. And it's every home game. Yeah. It? And I mean, you, get, you talk about an atmosphere. If you've never, as a sports guy, you ought to go watch a professional soccer game. There's not an atmosphere that is like it. Neil currently has a Louisville City shirt on, which is soccer. Yes. They are at the top of the table with 45 points. I thought so. Next closest is 38. So, I mean, they're considerably ahead. So, in their second full season. Yeah. As a. What's your thought on Taylor Cruz? Is he, is he going to be okay? I think he's. I think he might be okay. <laughs> you, th- you think he's gonna so be okay? Yeah, dude, he's unreal. I mean, he's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he's still second, third, and home in the, the other same day. inning. It's like he, two pitches. Two he, pitches. He Willie Mays Hastel. Like once he got the third and kept walking down the line, I was like, "Are they really going to let him do this?" Not only did he walk down the line, he walked down the line, adjusted his it, hat, took, adjusted it, took it off, flung his dreads back, put it back on, then ran. And it was the worst throw home I've ever seen. <laughs> yes. There's a, the, the picture of him sliding into home, and the catcher is like there to make a play, and the ball is way behind. <laughs> right. It's like they're what like, is, "What are we supposed to what do?" What is going on? It, but I am not a I'm, I'm not a Reds fan. I'm not a huge baseball fan. 
um, I have uh, kind of adopted the Toronto Blue Jays because of fantasy baseball. Uh, pump up Vlad Guerrero just hit 72 bobs last night in the home run derby. Like father, like son. Yeah. He wasn't uh, – who was the Seattle player? Julio, Julio Rodriguez. Hit 41 in one round. In the yeah. first round. Yeah, that was crazy. And it's like – I'll get back to that in just a second because I think that was tough. But uh, it's fun being in this area when the local teams are good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, you know, if they're going to be on TV, it might as well be something good to watch. Well, the Bengals will be on TV. You got to have – Bally Sports to even get the Reds. I no, I don't. I don't. I don't subscribe. You don't. No, you have Direct TV. I used to sure. have Fox Sports and and Fox South, and it was on there. It wasn't no problem. And then this stupid Bally came in. Bally. I had to go round and round the spectrum to see that. See, I finally got it. We're good. So college basketball, who you follow? You're not gonna like my answer. You're a, you're a, you're, you're a Duke fan. Yep. Okay. The answer, or the, the question then becomes, why? So, growing up, my uncle, he was six years older than me, so he was kind of like a big brother, you know, more, more so than an uncle. He was a major Duke fan. Bedroom was Duke. And I'm going to be honest, I don't know why he was a Duke fan. Yeah. But I just want to be like him. Right. So, you know, he played basketball, and I went watch him. You know, grew up in his Duke bedroom. I just, that's who I, that's yeah. who I grew to like. If you're, if you're going to root for somebody, that's, that's a, a pretty good, good one to root for. And then, of course, like I said, any any Cincinnati, like I, I'm going to root for UC if they're on. I'm going to root for Xavier if they're on. Yeah. Even Ohio State, like I'm not. I support Ohio State. Easy. Football, college football. Easy. He is an Ohio State football fan <laughs> because he's from Ohio. Like, So how does it feel to be Michigan's little brother right now? Right. It's not like that feel good. <laughs> and it's going to be happening. Like, so if Michigan beats Ohio State again this year, as an Ohio State fan, is it time for Ryan Day to leave? I like things. Just for men, Ryan Day. Just for men. Yeah. Because he colors his beard every week. It is so fake. You, you got to keep it looking fresh. Though. Oh, I mean, he keeps it looking fresh. There's no doubt sure about it. Real. He's like, oh, we're supposed to be on TV? Hold on. I'm not sure it's real. It might be a sticker. It's like when uh, the Santa Claus created the fake Santa Claus and yeah. uh, Tim Allen was like, yeah. had the rosy cheeks. Yeah. So, I mean, but is it time for Ryan Day to leave if they lose again? That's a good question. I mean, I mean, it's a fair question. I don't know. And I mean, they haven't lost. Like, they got manhandled. But then they went to the college football playoff last year and was a field goal away from taking Georgia down. Played Georgia better than anybody else. Actually. Yeah. Should have beat Georgia. Should have beat Georgia. If CJ Ma- Stroud did everything. If Marvin Harrison did. never got hurt, Ohio State wins that game. It's true. Because they couldn't stop him. No. That They like had to hide his helmet. Yeah, because because he was going to go back. Like in. he was going to go back yeah. there, like take his helmet. So that'll be an interesting question as yeah, we. Yeah. I mean, because that's something that Ohio State fans don't tolerate. I was, was going to say, I think it, I think the fans will be ready. Yeah. I mean, you don't you don't lose three in a row to Michigan. You don't no. lose to Michigan any. Right, you shouldn't lose to Michigan yeah. at all, especially the Michigan team that they were on the verge of firing Jim Harbaugh. Because he couldn't beat Ohio State, and now it's to a point where you can't fire him. Like he's there, he's your guy. That's right. So, does Ohio State beat Michigan this year? I think so. Remember, we're in the church. Don't you I dare so. lie. <laughs> hey, I, I'll, 
also thought they would last year. So, <laughs> and they did because not. I think it does they not. did not. Yeah. <laughs> and it was and when Blake Corum wasn't going to play, I was like, oh, they're not going to win. Yep. And then they just modoc them. They have the pieces. It's the question at quarterback this year. So, I mean, CJ Stroud's been pretty good, and he's gone, but everything else is still there. So, you know, who 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 will be their quarterback this year? You're asking the wrong guy. Ohio State. So here's here's my thing. I I root for Ohio State. And he I'm, doesn't know. I'm he doesn't to Adam about this. I college football is not. I'm a major NFL fan. Like uh, said, okay. I'm 10 a.m. if they're playing in London to 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. College football. I struggle, man. I just and the playoff reformat playoff? is helping. It's helping. Like I just when it was just bowl games, I just I could never get into college. Honestly, football. I'm the same way. I, I mean, I like college football. We do pretty well with the, with our picks, but and the only reason I know names is because a they've gone to the NFL and they just got drafted, or b they're on Kentucky's squad, or because of this we have to talk about a few of them. But I, so I understand where yeah, that's how I Ohio State. Like, I'll watch Ohio State every Saturday if I can, uh, but I don't even remotely start keeping up with Ohio State until it starts. Yeah. So I enjoy. There's nothing like an NFL Sunday at the stadium. Like it's like people talk about the tailgates and like for college football, right. man. Pro football, it's it's almost. Like a brotherhood, like right. everybody's just like the 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 uh, Tampa game I went to a few years ago at Raymond James. Like people, you just walk through there, like people offer you food. Hey man, what like it's 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 so. I, and I I told my wife that day I said I could do this every Sunday. Like if 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 I lived in the NFL city, I would legit be at the stadium every Sunday to tailgate. Well, you're only an hour away. Mm. <laughs> I said live. <laughs> An hour away is not living in the city. You could place a bet there, though. You could place a bet here soon. September 28th. So, September the 7th, if you want to go in. I don't Wes and I, I had a discussion this week, Coach, and I wanted, I wanted to bring it on to ask you. We were talking about NBA coaches, and we talked about ultimately our conversation went to Phil Jackson. Would the Zen master, Phil Jackson, be successful with his triangle offense in today's NBA? I think no. Wes thinks yes. He was so good. I, I just he was. It hard for him to not be successful. But, and like, I get the triangle offense is not. Right. I was going to say, like, the NBA is beyond the triangle yes. offense right now. Yes. He may have to adjust the style a little bit, but I, I think he would. His argument was, like like you just said, triangle offense is probably can be defended. It's kind of outdated, so on and so forth. My my argument was, just as you said, he was a Zen master. He could take a bunch of guys that were all stars. Not, you know, and 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 that was back in the day before they really started putting together two guys together, three guys together, four guys together, like they do now. And just like we did, he did with Shaq and Kobe, he was like, you're both alphas. You better figure it out. And he, and he, you know, molded them to where they won two, three, three, three championships. So that's where I say in this day and age, he can make those guys where there's three stars on one team, figure it out. I, I have a hard time believing he wouldn't figure it well, out. Well, 
And and my argument was strictly based on the triangle offense because the triangle offense you had to have the you had to have the post player, and the NBA is not they don't have post they players. Have post. I mean it's it's a thing of the past. So you got Wimby now though. Well, I'm glad you <laughs> talked about Wimby. What's your thoughts on Wimby? I've heard the, I've heard y'all's conversations. I think that I think there's no way that he's not good. Now I think that the lofty expectations were ridiculous, and I think it's crazy to compare him to a LeBron James. Like you don't do that. I mean, this is too. He's hard. not That's the same player. Well, too much pressure. But there's. I just don't think there's. Unless he is derailed by injuries, which is possible with that brain. I don't see how he's not good. He Here's what I'll tell you: is according to these two knuckleheads, he is a generational talent that is a no doubt Hall of Famer, and he's only good enough to increase the. They add the win total for the Spurs next season by seven. You're telling me you got a seven foot five guy, and it's only going to increase your win total by seven. But you're you're all world seven. Well, I mean, I, wait, wait, wait. I'm not even listening to this conversation right now. Apparently, my five year old has pulled his own tooth. He had a loose tooth, and he just pulled his first tooth. Hey, so my daughter, congratulations, Isaiah. <laughs> my daughter one time was in a was in a heavy game of of uh, truth or dare. And got dared to pull her tooth, and she yanked it right out. And brought it was like blood coming out. It's like I pulled my own tooth. Uh, but so Wimby, seven wins. I gotta tell another tooth story. <laughs> he brought it up. All right, tell them. Allie Dillon, uh huh, great basketball player. She took up volleyball last year. Told her mom she had a loose tooth. Pointed to the tooth. Violet went to get, I think it was a string or something. Maybe couldn't find string. So she came back. She's like. All right, I'm just going to pull it. She pulled, pulled. She's like, thought in her head, like, that tooth's not even loose. What's she talking about? Eventually got it to pull. It was not the loose tooth. The loose tooth was still beside of it. She pulled a tooth that was not loose out of Alex's mouth. <laughs> that is the West Virginia coming out of you. <laughs> you look natural. Let's go to the gas station. <laughs> so, only improved San Antonio's wins by seven games? Now, where did you get that number? Doesn't matter where I got the number. No, no, that's the that that is the Vegas number, right? That is their 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 projected win total is twenty nine and a half wins. Yeah, because that, we we've said they'll make a play in game. They're not going to a twenty nine and a half wins. A, a play in though, you're not going to. You're telling me there's going to be four teams worse than them in the Western Conference? Yes, I don't think so. Yes, I mean they're going to be one of the four worst teams. Yes, no, no, I don't either. Yes. I think they've got a good young nucleus there, and when you add <laughs> what nucleus, nucleus, I, nucleus, I just, I just emphasize the you. He's a seven foot five. He's as useless as a seven foot five walking piece of horse skin. No way. Yes. No. Terrible. All right, let's just go to my what. Let's go. I think that, I think that, rookie ball, summer league ball, right now, might be harder on him He's than not the NBA. Anymore. Then the NBA. He played two games. He's not going to play anymore. San Antonio said that the other day. Oh, no. I didn't know that. Yeah, they have already shut him okay, down. Okay. And that, that changes things. But, I mean, he did have 27 points in this 27 true, minutes the other day. It's like, okay, of, okay, okay we've seen enough. He said summer league ball is actually – those guys are going to try harder. So, it's going to be harder on him than what the NBA is going to be. Because you've got a bunch of – Underestimated Coach. guys that's trying to make a name. Coach. He's trying. They're trying to overachieve. No, they're actually. They're actually playing Coach. defense. Coach. They're playing. It, the, the games have been like Coach. eighty to eighty-five because they're playing defense. You get the NBA. No, it's because they can't throw it in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's 
80 to 85 because they didn't get drafted for a reason. You get like the, your boy Oscar. But he played play really well for Indiana right now. No. He played eight minutes the other night. They were really good eight minutes. <laughs> he had five points. And why'd you point at me? He's not my boy, Oscar. <laughs> well, he's both you boys. He's not my he's boy, He's not going to throw me under the bus because I've got his Wimby back. No, no. Listen, you both still owe me. I'm getting really oh, nervous. Oh, crap. I forgot you, Dr. Pecker. I'm sorry. Yes, I did. You, you did. both still owe me drinks because you both thought Oscar would be a first-round pick. I and I said he's not going to be first round. I did think he was going to be a first round. We screwed that up. The Oscar M- screwed that up. The NBA punishes players that stay all four years in college. And Oscar stayed, what, five? Well, Oscar wow. also is in that Drew Timmy. Uh, oh, absolutely. Post, Oscar, post, you know, post player. Post player that, does, as we just said, doesn't work in the NBA. He's got to shoot from the 3 and D. That's what he's got to do. So she said. Going <laughs> <laughs> off the rail. Sorry. I'm looking to see if Oscar played any minutes. So last night, are you a UFC fan? You already said no. Yeah, not. I mean, a fan. No. How I do you mean, feel about Ronda Rousey? Oscar played 12 minutes I, last my night. Son, Does your son like pro wrestling? He has started to get into pro wrestling a little Smart bit. Kid. I, honestly, like the wrestling that we've done, I it's usually like YouTube that we look at uh-huh. old school wrestling because I have, I personally haven't watched wrestling well, in a long time. So like we're looking up Stone Cold Steve Austin. Well, and, so. So here's the thing, and Adam will vouch this because he finally went. If, if if there's an OVW event close, taking that, it's a lot of fun. He there, there was a guy came out, Canadian, Joe Matt. As soon as he comes out, he's Canadian. He crosses hey. over in front of us. Neil is two rows behind me, and I hear him scream, You smell like maple syrup! <laughs> <laughs> I was like... I'm cracking up. Dude in front of me's laughing. Guy gets in the ring, points at Neil. This is all man. And then like sits on the rope and daring Neil to come Which in. Which causes me to stand up. He stands up and says, I'm crazy. I'll do it. I'll come in that ring. And I was just, oh, it was, it was great the whole night. Yeah. But uh, it's more of a, it's more of a family friendly environment. Uh, even though Joe Mack, did drop the A word and we in were the in church. the church. And I, and I let him know that too. He's like, you idiot, we're in a church. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> when he said that, I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but if you get a chance, an Ohio Valley event is, 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 is pretty cool. Yeah. So he likes Ronda Rousey because she. He likes Ronda Rousey because when we wrestle in the bed uh, with his 11 month old sister, that's who she is. So uh, she's Ronda Rousey, and he is uh, Anderson Silva. That's who. He was oh, okay, so okay, and that's he's just now he he thinks he knows Ronda Rousey, so he likes her. <laughs> because mean, he we, wrestles with Ronda yeah, Rousey. That's, that's it. So. Awesome. Well, she is uh, blessing us pro wrestling fans by leaving the world of professional wrestling sooner rather than later. Enough, it can't be too soon. Not a hit. She's very dangerous because she's got she's legit broke people's arms. Yeah, like. Like she like has sense. She's like concussed people by like flipping them up. Like it's just like you're you're unsafe to work with. So we just finished up the home run there. We got the All Star Game tonight. Do you like All Star Games in professional sports? No, I mean like personally, I don't. I don't keep up. I don't watch them. I mean, I'll I'll watch the NBA All Star Game because it's entertaining. Um, But this is the one that means the most. Yeah, it actually means something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the NL or AL. Because yes. you get to host the World Series. Thank you. They, the Reds have 50 wins, and they have one player on all-star team. I don't like it. So 
I might not even turn it on. Boycott it tonight. That's right. <laughs> Who is there one player that made the roster? Closer. And deserving. Deserving. Absolutely. So, do the Reds go out and make a big free agent splash? I mean, a trade splash at the deadline? I don't think so. I hope not. I, I think they do. I think they have to get a start. I think they pitcher. have to get an ace. They have to get a pitcher. I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I mean, they're, man, they're just loaded with young They've talent. got to make sure that they don't give up the right, the wrong pieces. Well, and that's the why right pieces, the wrong pieces. Wes and I were talking. If you go out and get a guy like Shane Bieber from the Indians, I would like that. He's not under contract beyond the rest of this season, so the Indians know he's not resigning there. So if they can get something for him, I think they're going to be happy. So I don't think you're going to have to give up your talent yeah. to get a guy like this. Hopefully, they like Nick Senzel. We just give up Nick Senzel and take on his contract for the rest of the season. We're good to go. Bring it, bring it on, Shane. Bieber. I would, yeah. If you don't have to leverage the whole farm, like, as I'm, long as you I'm don't afford it. Yeah. I mean, but if you don't got, give up Incarnacio Strand, or don't give up Marte, or don't give up I mean, uh, if you, but if you go out and you go get a guy that has three or four years left, like a Marcus Stroman. From the Cubs, you're going to have to give up. So you just got to be smart about the player that you go get. I still like their starting pitching that they have. Their young guys are just they, they're not they're hurt. just they they're just I, they're, well, they're just hurt. I can't believe that and, they got to this record with as long as they've been hurt. And you and and you said the word they're young. They need that veteran pitcher that can be like, hey, this is what like this is what major league pitching. This is what you do. Like and 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 you need that guy come playoff time. Playoffs. We're talking playoffs since they Reds here. Uh, you need that guy that, if it's a do or die, and you've got like you're throwing that guy out there, like like you on need three days out. rest, if if need be, right. And then the next day he'll come out of the bullpen and close the game down for you if you need to. I would rather give up the World Series this year to be competitive to the World Series the next two, three, four years, because. That way, you've got Green healthy and uh, Lodolo. Lodolo healthy and Lively healthy. And if Williamson can get back in the groove and Abbott. Abbott's been awesome. Yeah. You know, he, he ran into a problem the first inning, but then he settled down after that. You know, he, he's they've got pitchers that can get you there. But, you know, it's all about the now. It's all about. They just drafted it. College pitcher from Wake Forest that they say would be the quickest path to the majors. I mean, they say it could be twenty four. That dude's ready to really kind of like a Mike Leak. I hope. I, my worry there is that he throws across his body, and I'm afraid his they've got to fix that because his arm here, his shoulder, and his elbow might go. Oh no! So, but then again, Lodolo kind of does the same thing. Well. You see where he's at. So, so, uh, summer, there's not a whole, I mean, are you that in baseball? Like for me, this is the most boring time. So baseball for me, I, I cannot sit down and watch the Braves and the Cubs play. I mean, I just can't do it. No, we'll watch the Reds. Right. For nine innings, but that's it. And, and Sundays you'll watch whatever team comes on. Yes. I watch the ball. It doesn't matter who plays. So, why do you think that is? Like, because that for most people, it's like I'll watch like college football, pro football. If there's a football game on, I'll sit down with it on. I may not watch the entire thing, but I'll sit down and watch parts of all of it. Why do you think people choose football over basketball or baseball? 
that they can watch. Do all you, do you, will you just sit down and watch it just because it's football or do you sit down and watch it because you're a big fantasy player? I think it's both. I mean, even yeah. if I weren't, if, if I had no fan, again, no, cause there will be games where you don't have anybody playing if, on your team or on your daily fan, you know, whatever. But man, I think football is just so darn exciting. And I think fantasy makes it, Fantasy football is the, I mean, it's the best. Right. Set your lineup it's once fixed. a week. It's, <laughs> oh, you don't like fantasy football? I hate all fantasy oh, football. Yeah, he, he, he likes it. I enjoy drafting. All <sighs> same. And trading. I love drafting. If you can get people to trade, that's fine. But I play, I played with a bunch of limp noodles. I have 10 Thanks years, a lot. years ago. The limpiest. I've ruined my reputation. I can't. I, I can't trade. No one will trade with me. They, they say I never make fair trades. So I, mean, I haven't made a trade in five years. <laughs> Those first three or four years were good. Though. So let me ask you this question. As a as a fantasy player and as a Cincinnati Bengals fan, do you like to have any Cincinnati Bengals on your I do, but I never get it because I play in a fantasy league with six or seven other fan, other fans. <laughs> yeah. So it's like I'm not going to be. Yes, we know all I'm about that. Around one. Yeah. Well, so my years as a Tampa fan, I – do not like getting Tampa players on my team because when when they suck, I don't want it. Like it hurts enough for them to suck for my team, not let alone my fantasy team, and they and they doubly hurt me. Like you you cut me deep. So uh, even though a few years ago I did go to the championship with uh, who was my quarterback that year when I played Darren in the championship. Dang it! Um, I don't remember. I had some lip noodle. <laughs> Kirk Cousins? No. But somebody better than Kirk Cousins. And then a few years before that, I almost won the championship with Jameis Winston. Wow. Is that when? But yeah, uh, but I mean, Jameis was putting up, you know. 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. <laughs> right. I mean, you know. Yeah. Depends how negative you get, your interceptions are. Six for two. I mean, I'd do that. So, Adam, we were talking about fantasy sports and uh, – I told Coach how much I hate fantasy sports. He des- he despises it. He gave me Why? his baseball team. What is the reason? Because I get I would get so angry over something that I legitimately had no control over. This is true. And it's like, why am I letting a professional getting paid millions of dollars his his performance affect my life? Like it. it, it then it, you like you're talking. Nobody would trade, or they would absolutely want to take advantage of you. And it's like, yeah, sure. No, I think this is good. I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you Kirk Cousins, and I'll give you David Johnson. You give me Joe Burrow and Derrick Henry. Uh, okay, yeah, let's do that. Let's let's make that trade right now. Yeah. It's like, what what are you doing here, guys? Like, I don't mind. I enjoy trading, and I prefer the two for two trade. That's my, that's my, that's my, that's my wheelhouse because numbers wise, if you and I are trading, one of us should get the best player. The person who does not get the best player should get players two and three. And then the, then the fourth player goes to the one who got the best player. Like that's how two for two trades should work. I mean, simple enough. The problem then becomes that your view of who's the number two player is drastically different than my view. You view, you know, David Johnson as the number two player, and I'm like, he sucks. Like, what are you doing? So I hate fantasy sports. I say all that to say I hate fantasy sports. But you're going to play in the listener league. I'm not. Yes, you are. But I don't. 
I mean, there's four of us in here right now. There'd get, be five if Sean was here. I don't give in to peer pressure. You're going to play. Bet I don't. Adam, what side are you on? I, I don't think he's going to play. Because <laughs> not only does he not give in to peer pressure, he's also stubborn. He will not play right. just to prove a point. I will not play just because you said I'm going to. <laughs> No, don't try to kneel me now. You disappoint me. Welcome to my wife's life. (laughs) (laughs) I disappoint her too. What was that thing you said at the beginning? You you bring the the funny and you get us canceled at the same time. And I can get us canceled. Great. Well, there it was. So you uh, just got back from the beach? We did. How was that? It was awesome. Uh, What beach was it? We were in Destin. Destin. Yeah. Okay, so my favorite place to vacation is just right down the road from Destin. It's Fort Morgan, Alabama. Fort Morgan, Alabama. Okay. I I sure thought Fort Walton was coming. No, if you've never been to Fort Morgan, Alabama, it's not touristy. It's not high rise, but it's only like 20 minutes down the beach or down the road from like Orange Beach. So you can go into town and do all the touristy stuff that you want to, do all the tanger outlets and do all the eating and do all the things you want to do. And then at the end of the day, you can go to the beach, and there's not hardly anybody there. That's nice. So that's nice. No, it was good. It was really good. My son, he loved it, man. I mean, the first day we were there, he was scared of death of the water. He didn't even want to get. He didn't want to look at it. Yeah. He for the longest time said he was going to stay with his nana. He wasn't going to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so no, he, he finally got in. He had a blast. We had a lot of fun. Sorry, I had a wardrobe malfunction. <laughs> my hat was sliding off my head. My mullet was going everywhere. You were not there during the tornado. No. I was there during the tornado. That's terrible. I was there two days into it, and here comes a tornado. <laughs> the last time. Sand well, I was like, I say, I say the last time. Two times ago that I was in Fort Morgan was when the hurricane came up through the Gulf, uh, I guess two, three years ago. And the eye of the hurricane passed over the condo that we, the, <laughs> that we stayed at. That's always good. So we left a day early knowing it was coming. So uh, <laughs> luckily we did. But uh, I'm actually ending the week in Vegas this week. Have you, have you ever been to Vegas? I haven't. I haven't. There was a coaching clinic in Vegas. And actually, man, I don't have it. It's the 13th and the 14th. And I thought I'll be there. You want me to take some notes? Should go take some notes. <laughs> well, why don't our middle school booster club pay for that trip? Right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, Lexington has direct flights from uh, from uh, Lexington to Las Vegas. I've always, yeah, and I've always heard that it's really cheap to, to fly the, and stay. At the hotels are really cheap. I've well, heard. so for plane tickets, a hotel, and a rental car was less than a thousand dollars for two people. For two people. Yeah, that would be it. Hey, maybe, you know, I, like I said. I it's not too late because I fly out Thursday, which is the 13th. See, here's the problem. I thought I, when I saw the clinic, it was in Vegas, and it was like a day and a half. It's like that might be a good, like, two-day trip, but I thought it was going to be like a Saturday-Sunday thing. Yeah. And then I realized it was during the week, and we already had basketball stuff scheduled. So it's like, that's why you have Monty can take care of it. That's why you have assistant coaches. I'm, I'm lucky to make it there at 530 right now. <laughs> so you're in your eighth year teaching. Love it. Love it. You get another paying kid this year. Really? Yeah. Sixth grader. Sixth grader. Awesome. She is uh she's so, a, she's an artist. So, so uh just to give you a little background, when Cody Wolf was at Northview, he would make her cry every single day. <laughs> and usually it was by doing things like throwing the ball at her. And then he would tell us <laughs> to pick up while he was like, Hey, I made him cry today. 
<laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. He said, yeah, I hit her in the head with basketball. And he's like, I wouldn't do that to anybody's kids. Just yours. And I said, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> like she, like she probably did. So uh, as athletic that you may or may not have thought Skylar was, Emma is the opposite. I tell you, sometimes those are some of my favorite students because yeah. it's students that come in that think, oh, I didn't want PE. Or, oh, well, like, she'll enjoy PE. She's just not overly athletic. Yeah, hey, that's fine. You don't have to be. So, you just got to have some fun. I mean, we just like to have fun. We get a little exercise and have some fun. Yeah. That's what we try to do. As soon as I heard she was going into sixth grade, I was like, have you ever thought about basketball? And she just looked at me and laughed. She's like, I do not play basketball. And she does have her best friend who is uh, – She's been playing. Uh, she plays basketball, but she they because my kids went to Bourbon County and then are coming back over at middle school. Uh, that's only because RDC is not six, seven, and eight. If RDC was six, seven, and eight. They'd be coming to Winchester with me. Just saying, putting that out there. Uh, but her friend is so Emma's like yay tall, and her friend is like so. Going into sixth grade. Going into sixth grade. But do we bourbon, right? Uh, no, she's coming here because they live in Jeffersonville. Got a name? I'll tell you off the air because I don't know. Oh, right. Definitely not on the air. Mom, I don't know if mom and daddy want me to be spilling their business out there. <laughs> well, I mean, there is uh, tryouts tomorrow. No. <laughs> well, or, by the time this drops, it'll or maybe, 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 or maybe they there could uh, have a supplemental tryout <laughs> the week after. Supplemental tryout. <laughs> Something we actually do, you know, during school because they said, well, we, we start in July, so so many people, like a lot of people, don't know about it. Maybe yeah, on Facebook, right. if they're not already on our app, they haven't been to clinics. Uh, so when school starts, if there's ever a kid that was like, I really want to play basketball, like, we'll let them come try out. I mean, they're going to be you know, a month behind, but oh well. Yeah, right. So will you continue coaching with the middle school? I don't know, man. That's I kind of said, like, when I went to the boy staff, I said, I want to just do this year and then we'll, you know, we'll see. What happens? Yeah. So we'll see. Ya. Don't look at me. <laughs> well, I mean, we know that Coach Buckman has already stepped away from some of her duties. I'll ride off into the sunset. <laughs> <laughs> so, last question, Coach. Uh, second last question. What's your favorite sport to teach? Pickleball. I'm not throwing you a loop, but I know you think it's pickleball, but I'm going to say badminton. Pickleball is right there, too. Those two, definitely. Adam likes badminton. Really? Well, wasn't it the badminton tournament you had last year, that, or was it pickleball, that you had a big tournament and kids were making a big deal? So, so uh, it's funny you say that. Our high school uh, PE teacher, and he was the fo- football coach, his favorite thing was Badman, and he would get, like, John McEnroe aggressive and, like, slam his – I'm like, hey, easy. Like, what are we doing? (laughs) It's Badman. It's like miniature tennis. I mean, I love it, but I don't – I win all the time, so I don't get mad, you know. That's why you you like being a a middle school PE teacher because you get to beat all the kids. I love it. I mean, it's that way at Camargo, too, but – because they were easier. Together. That's right. It's <laughs> easier. I've actually I've got some competition. So I've been beat a few times, you know. Bad Oh, don't say that. We've got to cut that part. If you just say, <laughs> i got to write that down. An hour and nine minutes cut out. 
No, Coach Perry got beat. Pickleball, I've had some kids that I even play by myself, and they, they play duos, so I have two players. Uh, okay, sorry. I, I heard you say you'd play by yourself. I'm like, how the heck do you play pickleball <laughs> by yourself? <laughs> like, what are we like? you never seen Forrest Gump? Forrest Gump. <laughs> Forrest Gump. Hold on. I've played some kids that get really good at placing the ball, so I mean, they'll work the court so well. I think I've lost twice. Well, so I will I will say because he's my son, I have you t- you talked about uh, you talked about Forrest Gump. My son better be glad that he is basically the walking version of Forrest Gump. Because hey, the light bulb doesn't go all the way. It's not all the way that right, but he sure is fast. Okay. He's not overly athletic either. Uh, but he's fast. He is fast. He he I saw him outside after you all had a basketball lesson. He was outside shooting basketball. I was like, Coach Barry teach you how she did that? <laughs> And he's like, no. I was like, I can tell. <laughs> I can tell. The jump shot's not a focus of our basketball lesson. The jump shot is not a focus of his game. <laughs> and he'll be like, Dad, you want to go play around the world? You don't want to play that. I'm not that good, and I'll beat you. <laughs> so, closing thoughts. If you had to give a Mount Rushmore of your favorite athletes of all time, who would it be? Well, my, uh, that's an easy start. I'm going to go with Barry Larkin. My son is named after Barry Larkin. I was going to say, you don't see many young guys named Barry. <laughs> so definitely Barry. Larkin. <laughs> I would say, oh, that's tough. Barry Larkin. Are you talking like my people that I like or yeah. like the greatest? No, okay, you. No, no, you. Yeah, I'm going to go Barry Larkin. It's hard for me not to say, and this is a controversial one, it's hard for me not to say Chad Johnson, Chad Ochocinco, just mm-hmm. because my growing up, you know, he was, yeah, he was fantastic. So for me, just as far as a fan, I got a chat on there. Then so I, we're going to all Cincinnati team. Yeah, you're probably going to get <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, I could throw a dookie on there, but. Let's okay. not. Yeah, you better throw it out. like a Sheldon Williams, Williams guy. <laughs> hey, the landlord. The landlord was always he collecting can, rent. Calls his wife to play for the other team, but that's neither here nor there. I'm going to say another controversial one because nobody likes his cat, but I'm a LeBron James guy. And that's like I said, 2003, he came into the league. I was 11. So, man, oh, LeBron, yeah. I'm from Ohio. So, I mean, we're Cavs saying I'm the Cavs fan growing up. So, I just, I was a big LeBron. He was guy. a kid from Akron. He's a kid from Mansfield. That's he was like, answer. that could have been me. Could have been me. Eight inches taller. Well, I, I was like, well, I tell people, like, so, so you're how? 30. Okay, so I'm 38. So, I literally graduated high school the same year LeBron James did. I'm like, there's no way, shape, or form am I anything like LeBron James. Have a similar hairline, same age. <laughs> and that's where the comparison that's where it stops. Is, right there. Number four. Oh, I'm going to go with. Oh, man, that's tough. I'm probably going to go J.J. Reddick. I'm a major. I'm a big J.J. Reddick guy. You know what? Here's a hot take for you. J.J. Reddick is a better basketball analyst and will probably be the number one guy on ESPN moving forward than he was a basketball player. He was a really good basketball player. He's the perfect complement to Stephen A. And I don't know that they've had a really good compliment to Stephen A. Stephen A, a, a long needs to go jump off the cliff. <laughs> I want to know how all these cuts happen and Kendrick Perkins still has a job. Oh, my gosh. That's awful. He's terrible. So one thing surprised me, you didn't put Ken Griffey in there. Man, I know. I'm sorry because Griffey was up there too, but I'm trying to – He trying was to not him. good. He was not that good. Yeah, I was going to say, in Cincinnati. Yeah. Just hang nails. He was out. <laughs> yeah. tough. That's true. But I, I was a big you fan. Didn't, I'm a big Joey Votto fan. I thought I you might have put the donkey on there. 
Adam Dunn. The only one to hit it in the in the drink. Adam Dunn was either hitting a home run or striking out every single at bat. Oh yeah. That was when he had uh, Austin Kearns behind him too, right? Yep. And he was the same way. Sean Casey probably ahead of him. Ask me again in five years, Joe Burrow definitely got that list. Oh, yeah. I would argue you could put, you could. You could put Joe Burrow on and up. He, he is the perfect guy to quarterback a team like the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't mean to throw a curveball, but we for, I, I just remember we forgot something that we need to talk about, and I think he'll have the details of it too. Uh-oh. There's somebody that probably needs to become an analyst this coming year in college football in college basketball. Is there? And that's Jordan Perry? Huggy Bear. Huggy. <laughs> oh, oh gosh. What is Huggy Bear doing? He's hey. just gonna get fired before it's gonna happen. So <laughs> I was like, okay, so you didn't resign. Has he fine. not already? No, not no. Yet. I mean Because I mean, he was in the rehab facility and I guess his lawyer released a statement to West Virginia. He never signed it. Like, he never said it was okay because he's been in rehab. Well, so my dad just got back from uh, from uh, Gatlinburg, and he, he told me the place he was at. And the guy he, that was working there had on, like, a West Virginia shirt, or maybe he called. He talked to somebody somewhere that maybe did some radio work for West Virginia Athletics. And he said prior to all this that came out, he believed that the guy that was named interim was going to coach this year and then they were going to bring Huggins back next year. What? How do you do that? Well, but then all this happened. So not anymore. It's not coming back anymore. But they're just going to fire. Like it's like okay, so you didn't resign. We had cause to fire you, yeah. and now I'm not going to pay you anything. Yeah, right. He's going to ruin getting paid. He, he might be on ESPN. Yeah, with Pat McAfee. <laughs> Like, that tell actually, me the Pat McAfee show couldn't yes, fit Bob Huggins. You're right. Because they had Jim Irsay on there yesterday, and it was And he a lit trip. up a cigarette right in the middle of yes. the interview. And A.J. Hawk lit up a stogie because Jim Irsay lit up a cigarette. I was going to say, A.J. Hawk. That How do you much, feel about Pat McAfee? Oh, I love him. He's entertaining. He's like, yeah, he's awesome. But that's what ESPN's trying to save their company. Yeah. It's like, we got to bring Pat McAfee. And, like, if we'll look up, and it'll be Pat McAfee on from, like, 9 a.m. to 4 just all day, Pat McAfee. As it should be. As it should be. Greeny's going to be like, what happened? What? What? You're moved to ESPN, too, bro. Here's the problem, though. They had a good thing with Greeny and Golick. They did. And then they split them up. Like, that's well, the thing with ESPN. They hated each other, well, so, which made good radio. So, which made great radio. So, and I hate you all. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes for good radio. Our numbers are up. <laughs> Our numbers are up. We're 62 now. <laughs> Thousand. Two sixty-two. I mean, listen. If we got thousand on the end of that, we are in the wrong spot. We should be getting paid. I get paid. Don't you get paid Sean's keeping time? secrets from us if we're at sixty-two thousand. So you're only thirty. Thirty. You've done a lot of stuff in thirty years. Uh, I think so. He's a busy man. Busy man. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking that you're already in the uh, retirement system eight years. I cashed out my retirement after my first two years when I got pink slip. So now I'm going into year three. Mm. I got a long time to get to 27. He'll be, he'll, he'll be weight retired before me. I'll be on the golf course. I won't. No, you'll you, be sitting there with a gray ponytail. You, you'll be at RDC still patrolling the halls. Patrolling the halls. Thanks for, what do you teach? Special ed teacher. 
but this year I took the, this past year that we just finished, I took the behavior support program. So in other schools, it's called the PASS program. Yep. So uh, I would, yeah, I get looked at as the guy that goes and deals with the quote unquote bad kids. You got to flex your muscles. Look, you had come from a social worker background, right? Yeah, I was and social worker for seven years. Wes, all you do is deliver bread. These guys are trying to change kids' lives. Deliver bread and cut my head. Have I not told you that? No. <sighs> Typical old man uh, moment at Kroger on Monday. I reached in to get toilet paper that everybody had bought, so I had to reach in to get it. And there was a, there was a difference between the shelves of about a foot. And I reached in and just sliced my head on the edge of one of the uh, one of the shelves. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I said, if it was anybody older than me, we you'd had problems. I told the man. I'm surprised that you're that you were able to clot and stop the bleeding. I mean, you know, what? I mean, you probably would have cut. You do have thin skin. It happens as you get older. Well. Up here, it's not real thin. On my a good thing it was on my head because that's not real thin. That's as thick as can be, as it can be. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Easy. Uh oh. Uh oh. It's time to go. Yeah. It's not the <laughs> <laughs> Well, I thought for sure that was the baby needs something. Where are you at? <laughs> You're doing what? He told her he's like, sit in the bar and make sure that, that you call me. But, oh, it is not a problem. She might listen to this one. You get another listener. She might listen to this one. Sweet. Because yeah. her husband's on there and once she is very supportive. I, think she's I mean, I think so. Yeah. Maybe if you would have, were you listening on AirPods when you just come back from. You yeah. should funny story. So, like, I originally, I wasn't. I didn't have my AirPods in. And it was the episode I was listening to was Ivan and Ivan. So oh, was yeah. A lot of laughing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wakes up one time, she's like, "Put your AirPods in." <laughs> <laughs> what you should have done is while she, you knew she was going to sleep, but you take your ear, one of your earpods, and you just plug it in her ear. <laughs> so then she wakes up, and she's like, "I just have the biggest urge to listen to this podcast." <laughs> I had the weirdest dream. I, the like, weirdest I dream. could hear Ivan Rawls laughing in my head. Like, like, how did that happen? And I heard some guy that said. That's what he's been waiting for his whole career? What was that comment about? <laughs> Sean Watson, you got to make fun of Cleveland, right? Yeah. Because Cleveland's like the armpit of Ohio. It is. So I root for all Ohio teams except for other professional sports teams. Like I don't root for the Guardians. And I don't is it the them. armpit or would it be like the butt crack? Probably the butt. Bad thing about that is we're getting ready to go we're to the armpit next weekend. We're going to watch the Guardians. No, they're the Indians. They, they are the Indians. Indians. We're going Thank to watch you. the Phillies. I'm going. I, I want to see Bryce Harper just crank one. I'm going to go to the Pro Football thing. That's why I'm going. Good reason. West. And because Tupac's in the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yep. Speak, speaking of, I won't be at practice next Friday. I'll be on the road to Cleveland. <laughs> Okay. So they make it work. <laughs> As they always do. <laughs> they really do. Uh, so all right, Wes, why don't you close this down? Oh, you're gonna put that on me? Don't uh, you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby? <laughs> all right, guys. Um you got all this is gonna come out on Saturday. Listen, we've got some big plans coming out for season three. Hey, we got some conspiracy theory shows coming out. That's right. Do, do, do. 
Yeah, our so, first two episodes. We got some. We got some big guests on our coaches show that we, we scheduled. Do. We do. Uh, we got some legends, some local legends coming back. I believe we might get a uh, visit from Miss Basketball Beth Vice Barrier with Coach Mike Kendrick. Uh, we we've been talking about some other local legends that I don't want to give away too much. I want to keep you wondering, but next week's show. Do we know who's going to be on next week's show? No. I thought we did. I thought we did, too. <laughs> We're so organized, as you can tell. Regardless, we are, we do have Season 3 coming out. Uh, you won't see many changes, but you'll see a few things that uh, we're trying to uh, put out there that will spark a little more interest. Uh, and so, please, by all means, go out, download the episodes, listen, uh, like them, like our Facebook page. We're on Facebook. We're on TikTok. We're on Instagram. Uh, we're on Twitter. Uh, go out and like those page. Leave us five star reviews. Um, hey, we're here for cr- uh, constru- constructive constructive constructive. See, I got hit in the head and it won't make it come out. Constructive criticism. <laughs> so, by all means, <laughs> Wes, that is terrible. <laughs> by all means, listen. <laughs> Wesley, that was so bad. Well, Wesley's not doing the ending anymore. Actually, yeah, you've just been cut off. Actually, we haven't got it confirmed yet, but we're hoping Dan Manley will be our very first guest on the new show. Hey, Dan, if you you listen to this on Saturday. No, he's got to call in. We did talk about that. We did talk about that. So they're wanting me to call in to Dan's uh, Mornings on May and invite him on the show live on the radio. that's smart. He can't say no live on there. I mean, Wes will be off tomorrow. You can too. put him in the corner now. I mean, unless he's like the honey badger, it comes out, you know, f- flaring and trying to claw you. You know, he can't say no. It's like when somebody proposes to their girlfriend in front of a huge stadium. It's really hard to say no when 60,000 people are waiting on a yes. Right. <laughs> so, Dan? So, Neil's proposing. <laughs> <laughs> this is Ronnie Garvin talking. That's right. <laughs> So, did you watch pro wrestling? I had not much. I mean, I liked it. I would watch it when I was at my grandfather's house. So Sorry. I'm not a huge, huge fan. I liked Rey Mysterio. And he's not in the top 50, see? Because he's terrible. No, he's not. He's terrible. They if did I, a top 50, and they didn't put Rey Mysterio wanted, in the top 50. If I wanted to go watch Midget Wrestling, I'd go down to Gatlinburg <laughs> and watch Midget Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> You better close this out. All right, guys. Listen to the show, and we will see you next week. Stay safe, friends. The MoCo Four Horsemen would like to thank you for listening to From Corner to Corner. Be sure to go out and follow us on Twitter, on TikTok, on Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube. Whatever podcast platform that you listen to us on, Be sure to go out and give us a five-star review. Thanks as always, and we look forward to seeing you next week.